Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Number three, do not destroy a classic. In fact, avoid covering a classic, like on the Led Zeppelin one. For the love of goodness, don't do Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) Okay? Look, you are... What if you do it with a banjo? You are not heart. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. I got yelled at again because I forgot to say broadcasting from the campus southeastern Louisiana University. Does that count right there? Yeah, well, well, this show it does, but okay. last week, I get this mental picture of Todd, the general manager of the radio station, down in his basement. We don't have basements in Louisiana, so he'd be out in, uh, I don't know, a P-Row, some out there, and he's got <laughs> a tinfoil hat on, and he's oh, chewing on the crazy. side of his thumb. Chewing on some sugar cane, right? Let's, Just go there all the way, right? right? Piece of hay in his mouth. Yeah. Sure. He's wearing bib overalls, but oh, no shirt. Sure. Short, short pants, right? Right, and oh, it's beautiful. Yes. That's right. And he, he's eating Tennessee Pride uh, Jethro. sausage. But I get the feeling there he is. You know, is he going to say it? Is he going to say it? Is he going to say it? Are I you told afraid him to of say him? It. A little bit. You know, I'm a well-respected member of the academic community, gosh darn it, but he's a big fella. He's like Superman, isn't he? He is. He wears a cape every day. Have you ever heard of the idea of a tribute album? Now, I know we did tribute bands, but have you heard of the idea of a tribute album? Just to, like, one group? Yes. A bunch of people will get together, or a bunch of bands will say, we love this group, and then they will redo the songs of the group. Right. Who buys this? I do. What? The the reason this show is even happening is I was cleaning out that little closet right outside the door of the studio. Thank God. That was so nasty. I didn't do a good job. And I found sort of leftover CDs that did not get taken and (gasps) traded for a banjo. And one of them was a tribute album to Van Halen. I assume it ran and hid during the clean-out process. How dare you hide that (laughs) nasty thing? It wasn't even that good. There was an Amy Grant Christmas album as well. Yes. So for today, I want to talk about tribute albums. What makes them good? What makes them bad? Blah, blah, blah. A little bit of the law. Things like that. We'll start. A tribute to Led Zeppelin from 1995. Famous people coming in and playing Led Zeppelin's music. Well, of course, that makes sense. Yeah. Big band. Lots of influence. Here's STP, Stone Temple Pilots, Dancing Days. Tribute on Rock School.
album Enconium, the tribute to Led Zeppelin from 1995. There you go, STP, Dancing Days. What did you think of it? Oh, that it? was interesting. It was. It was an acoustic version uh-huh. of it. When when we get into the idea of what critics think of these albums, and by the way, I could find, and when I say I could find, that means I found the page on Wikipedia, uh, I could find 192 tribute albums that fall into this category. So we're pushing 200 wow. times somebody did this. And you can probably guess you know, the bands that this gets done for. And right. of course, that's why I started with Led Zeppelin. One of the things the critics said was don't redo the songs exactly like the band did them. This is a tribute album. You Mm -hmm. need to make the song your own. And if you've ever played in a band, you get the same thing. You either, as a band, make the decision, if you're a cover band, which I played in two or three, when you make the decision to be a cover band, you either A, cover the songs and make them sound like the record. Yeah. Just like that. Or B, do something else, uh, right? You know, and and play around with it. There's a few songs that uh, Bill, who I play acoustic guitar with, will change the tempo completely. We'll play it in reggae. We'll do what have you. Is it good? I don't know. It's yeah, fun, huh? It's fun, yeah. But the question is, is anyone going to buy it? Thus the idea of the tribute album. And according to another uh, critic, he said, look, these can either be a stunning tribute filled with people grabbing their chest and going, that was brilliant. Or it can be an absolute destruction <laughs> Yeah, of, of terrible things. Now... If you're going to put one of these together, you have to have a decent band. Now, let's talk about the band that uh, kind of kicked this off. If I told you, remember, I told you on the first break that I found the tribute to Van Halen. Right. I'm going to play Light Up the Sky, which is a song from their second album, Van Halen 2. The guitarist in the song is Ingve Mounstein. Really? Yeah. Now, look. Van Halen is known for speed demon stuff. He's known as a guitar slinger. I mean, gunslinger. It's too much. 
He play Ingve. Ingve. It's too much. Well, he's too fast. It's, it's too, not enjoyable. It's too fast. It's too technically perfect. It loses the whole. You need to stop and breathe. Bar band. You yes. know, when you listen to David Lee Roth era Van Halen, you were supposed to drink and try to take someone home. There you go. This turns into some neoclassical. And it, as much as I love the band, it kind of falls flat. And I thought I'd play it for you because I the first one I thought was a good version. STP doing Dancing Days, loved it. This one I think kind of falls flat. So here you go, Light Up the Sky, it's Yngwie Malmsteen on guitar. Talk tribute bands here on Rock School. Okay, there you go. Ingwe Malmsteen and uh, Billy Sheehan is playing bass on that as well. Too fast. Too fast. Too much. Too. Mm, my head yeah. hurts. I, I get the feeling that uh, Ingwe sort of looked at the, the producer and said, I'm going to show, because he's, he's from Sydney. Yeah, so go I'm, ahead. Do I'm, it. I'm going to show Eddie how it's done. Oh. Uh, that's that's not a tribute. That's that's puffing out your chest and trying you to be a tough what guy. He was doing? I do. Where? I do. I do. So. Let's move along and look into some other notes Quickly, here. Please. Elton John's Candle in the Wind, a tribute to Lady Diana, is the best-selling tribute album ever. Okay. If you consider that a tribute album, and I do because the original song Candle in the Wind was uh, dedicated to Marilyn Monroe and then was turned around and became a tribute to Lady Diana, and he rewrote the lyrics as Goodbye, English Rose. I, you didn't like that? No, stop. Okay, sorry. I don't see that as... No, I don't... I think when a tribute album needs to be towards a band. That's Elton John doing Elton John. Okay, so you don't you don't think that qualify. that doesn't qualify? All right, well, you how really about this? thought you really thought that qualified? Look, I have a piece of trivia here. I have to give to you. That's the point of this. Oh my you gosh! Walk away from the show with trivia in your head. 
The thing about tribute albums is they can be multiple bands doing sort of a tribute to one group. Yeah. Or do you believe that a tribute album can be one artist doing the music of another artist? There is an Eric Clapton album where he only plays the music of Robert Johnson. Yeah. You consider that, that a tribute yeah. album? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that, again, we could but play Elton something. But Elton John doing Elton John isn't it? No. Come on now. Wow, you're really taking this to heart. Well, yeah. In that vein, B.B. King did a tribute album of his own called Let the Good Times Roll, the music of Louis Jordan. I'm looking at you. Do you know who Louis Jordan is? I'm going to. Do you know the song Caldonia? Yes, Caldonia? I know Caldonia. Had your it, big head had, so hot? Had it Boom. on the 45. Did you really? Yes, indeed. Was it by Louis Jordan? It was. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. been covered a jillion times. I know. Louis Jordan. You've got to understand, I was raised by grandparents. That's true. That's true. So you're an old soul. I am. Yeah. Louis Jordan was part of, obviously, Louis Jordan and the Timpani Five. Here's the thing about Louis Jordan. A lot of people believe he had the first rock and roll song of all time called Saturday Night Fish Fry. Is it? I don't think so, but it's probably one of the top ten. Right. The and I have heard Saturday Night Fish Fry. I don't think it's the first one either. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Okay. No. The the idea of Louis Jordan, though, what's wonderful about him is a lot of people attribute him not only with the first rock song, but also attribute him with the idea of the rock band. He took like this 19-piece orchestra, knocked it down to like nine, and then finally knocked it down to a small grouping. So you had drums, piano, him on saxophone, right. guitar, bass. Does that sound like a that little rock band? That sounds beautiful, yeah. Then yeah. of course, the drummer had timpanis out there, and he had a couple backup singers. It looked like a rock band. I think he did it. And the thing about Louis Jordan is it was nothing for this guy to have a number one song on the pop chart, the country chart, the rhythm and blues chart, the, the, the what is it, the juke box plays chart and nobody knows who he is he was wow. elvis he was elvis and the beatles wow. wrapped up into one yes he was and bb king loved him cordelia oh it's not cordelia it's caldonia caldonia can't read my notes here you go it's bb king from let the good times roll the music of louis jordan from 1999 here on rock school know what Caldonia's been putting down. So I'm going down to Caldonia's house and ask her just one more time. Caldonia! Caldonia! What make your big head so hard? I love you. Love you just the same. I'm crazy about you, baby, cause Caldonia is your name. Coming into the first break, Let's say you wish to do a tribute album. You and 10 other groups are going to get together and you're going to record a tribute album. Okay. Do, you, do you think this tribute album is going to cost you any money to do? I think you have to pay royalties. Am I right? Who are you paying royalties to? The, probably everybody. The <laughs> artist. Every, yeah. 
<laughs> no. Everybody's got the handout. Right. You have to pay a statutory royalty. So for the sake, and by the way, your chances of making money by doing one of these tribute not albums. Not good, huh? Not good. It's really cut down by the way you the mathematics they are. They, why? Most of them do it because they want to meet the people in the band. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm just I would a, do that. I'm just a fan of the band. Uh, I have this little thing in my oh, head. Oh, it's a this, fantasy, folks. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a daydream fantasy that I am being... Uh, interviewed after I'm a huge rock star. Yeah, I'm, I'm being interviewed, and they say, "Can you tell us who was your main influence on the guitar?" I'm going to say Eddie Van Halen as much as I possibly yeah. can. Why? Because yeah. I want to meet the guy. Yes, indeed. I want him to show up to my concert. He will. He's going to come to our retirement community someday and play. <laughs> That's when you're going to meet him. I think he's retired now. Is a band going to do anything? But let's say you want to do this. How do you do it? Your band wants to cover a song in terms of a recording how do you do it well here's the general idea there's a place out there called harryfox.com h-a-r-r-y-f-o-x.com no i don't know where it got its name because you're laughing at it. I, I am laughing in order to cover a band's song it doesn't matter if you intend to profit off it or not even if you just say look i'm going to give it away who cares? Uh, if you're going to do this, you have to create something called a mechanical license. Uh, so what you do is you go to Harry Fox, you set up an account, costs you $15 to get into the account. It's a money grab. There's nothing you can do yep, about it. 15 it. bucks, just that. Then, no matter what song you're going to do, if it is already owned by somebody else, already owned by copyright, you have to pay what are known as statutory amounts. Uh, so... In order to put a song on your album or on a tribute album that someone else has written, it's going to cost you 9.1 cents for a song as long as it's under 15, uh, pardon me, under five minutes. Not the original song, your song. 9.1 cents. If you create a song over five minutes, and this is why a lot of songs are four minutes and 57 seconds. Because the moment you break five minutes, it costs you more money. Right. If it's over five minutes, it's 1.75 cents per minute. Thus, if we do the mathematicals on that, a six-minute song will cost you 10.5 cents. A seven-minute song will cost you 12.25 cents. And an eight-minute song will cost you 14 cents. Etc. Etc. Oh, take a breath. Etc. Uh-huh. So that's the general idea of it. And believe it or not, uh, there was a song by Bread that a person I knew wanted to redo. You know how bread is so sappy and I sweet? I loved bread at he, one time. <laughs> he wanted to do this song, and he yeah. wanted to do it. No, no, no. They said no? No, of course. They can't say no. So he went to Harry Fox. He paid the money. It was $100 something. Dollars. Yeah. 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 Oh, all there right. you go. All right. Who's listening to us? W-Y-A-P in Clay, West Virginia. We're on the yap, Tammy. We're on the yap. Uh, get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show. And you like us. You really like us. Uh, back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break. Now, you would assume that Led Zeppelin would be covered. You would assume that a tribute album would be done to Van Halen. By the way, there's five of them. To Van Halen, there's like one good one and 
four other ones. And which one do you have? The good one right there. You can also expect that the Beatles are going to be done. But how about this? From 2013, The Music Is In You, a tribute to John Denver. I love it. How about that? Yeah. Uh, By the way, it says here... You may laugh at John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy and all that. I'm not laughing. He had four platinum albums, 12 gold albums, and his greatest hits album spent 175 weeks on the chart. Are you kidding me? That's monstrous. I have something for you. You know the song? Sunshine on my shoulders. Train redid that. Oh, yeah? From the album, Music is in You, a tribute to John Denver. He goes, train on rock school. Sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. Sunshine in my eyes can make me cry. Sunshine to the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. Here's a couple we're not going to play. A tribute to Uncle Ray. Little Stevie Wonder, back when he was Little Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Covering nothing but Ray Charles tunes. Oh, I like that. that. I listened to a little bit of a few of them. Not bad at all. The Bridge, a tribute to Neil Young, 1989. Of course, you've got all of the grunge people on there. Pixies, Nick Cave, Sonic Youth. I know, fight with me on some of them, whether they're grunge or not. But Flaming Lips are also on there, but then you've got Cat Stevens, J.J. Kale, and Dolly Parton redoing one. I know that seems weird, doesn't it? But she did shine by Collective Soul. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Yes, I do. And she did a good job. Yes. And she did what you're supposed to do. She didn't just redo the song. Yeah. She altered it. She made it her own. She did something with it. And you know what? After she did that song. Yeah. Things changed in the bluegrass world. Is that true? Yeah. That's when everybody started picking up all the different songs, the hits. And started, you know, making them their own. Is that why the album Pickin' on Van Halen is out there? It probably is, yes. Yeah, and David yeah. Lee Roth performed Jump with the bluegrass band that actually did it? I love it. No, you don't. No, you, nobody does. I do. Uh, time for seven days, 70 seconds, May 28th, all the way through June 3rd. Something that happened on those rock and roll dates. You got it, Tammy. Go. May 28th, 1983. Rocky Three. Oh, hits theaters, and we are all introduced to Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. May 29, 1959, Herdon Stadium in Atlanta holds what many believe to be the first open-air rock concert. B.B. King and Ray Charles perform. May 30th, 2000, the Marshall Ma- ah. Ma- 
Mathers. That's Mathers. Eminem. Well, I can't say it. Marshall Eminem. Mathers Project is released. It is still the fastest selling rap album. Yep. Uh, May 31st, 1986, John, pardon me, Jeff Krulik and John Hayne filmed the parking lot antics of a bunch of guys waiting to see the Judas Priest concert oh, in I Landover, saw that. Maryland. I saw that. It's called Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Loved it. Please. Please see this. It's called Heavy Metal Parking Lot. If you don't want to buy it or rent it, I guarantee you YouTube will give you big chunks, if not the entire thing. June 1st, John and Yoko record Give Peace a Chance on the last day of their bed-in. June 2nd, 2006, the Muscle Shoals Sound Studio is added to the National Historic Register. And June 3rd, 1970, Ray Davies says Coca-Cola when they record Layla and the BBC refuses to play the song. Okay, you kind of knew this band had to be given a tribute album. We are a happy family, a tribute to the Ramones from 2003. Right. But here's the thing. It seems that when a lot of people get behind it, it just seems to be better. Johnny Ramone was sort of confronted with the idea we should do this. And he said, yeah, I'll do it as long as I have full control over the project. He gets Rob Zombie as co-producer. Rob Zombie does the cover work. And Stephen King writes the liner notes. Can we get bands? Well, yeah, how about Kiss? Do you remember rock and roll radio? Oh, nice. It is on Rock School. into the second break just a little bit early a guy named john reese he writes for noisy.com said here are the five mistakes that should be avoided if you wish to do a tribute album for your band Uh, number five don't just play the hits a tribute album will only be of interest 
to the people who are really fans of this band. Yeah. The fans know the hits. Okay. They may even be a little tired of the hits. When when people talk about to me about, you know, playing live and all that kind of stuff, I like to bring up the idea of Pat Benatar. Right. Can you imagine how sick of heartbreaker oh she is. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Not even. Says get into the uh, get into the album cuts. Go deep. Those are the ones people are going to know. Number 4, do not cover every song the same way. If you're going to do this, make sure that, you know, don't get nothing but heavy metal bands. Get a bluegrass band, get a, you know, get a classical orchestra. It's one of those where the song has to be reinvented and it sort of has to make the fan turn their head and go, "Oh, well, that's new." That's neat, but familiar, yeah? Number three, do not destroy a classic. In fact, avoid covering a classic, like on the Led Zeppelin one. Right. For the love of goodness, don't do Stairway to Heaven. Uh, okay, look. You what if are, you do it with a banjo? You are not Hart. Don't, you are not Ann Wilson. Do not do that. What if you're climbing with a banjo, though? That's uh, I, totally different, huh? I, the, the, problem, the thing about Stairway to Heaven that people always miss is the fact that over seven minutes, mm-hmm. it constantly it builds, and builds. builds yeah. and builds. Oh, that yeah. Takes it explodes. Un, it takes unbelievable restraint and musicianship. To get it that far and not just destroy it. Yeah. You know? Number two, don't play the songs exactly as the original. That was kind of the problem I had with STP. Mm-hmm. I get it. They did it acoustically, but it was exactly the same song. Yeah. Do something. You know? And and Ingway tried it with the Van Halen song too much. Well, sometimes much. sometimes they when they do it exactly the same way, it's... It's a cover it, band. It's it's a cover band, and then right. if, if they if they try to own it themselves, then how why, you know how how dare they screw it up, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. These things have a, there's uh, not a, a right tribute, answer. A tribute album can can be shot at from every angle, and also number one, according to John Rice uh, Reese, I believe R E I S S, writing for Noisy dot com. Number one problem to avoid: don't cover the wrong band. <gasps> Specifically, don't tribute a band that is active. Unless they are absolutely huge. See, Rush has called it quits. You could tribute Rush. Yeah. Right? Bachman Turner Overdrive. Don't do the Rolling Stones, huh? No, don't do the Rolling Stones too, too just soon? yet. Too soon. Yes, too soon. They're still out there, uh, mm-hmm. still out there going after mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Who's listening to us? Reach down there, grab oh, your piece of paper. Well, who is that? XZY? If you'd pick well, it up. Well, it's WXZY and Kane oh, PA, for goodness sakes. Oh, you need glasses. I've got glasses on. <laughs> they're, they're not the right glasses. Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break the number one thing that was said by john reese was don't cover the wrong band specifically don't tribute a band that is active unless they are huge harry nielsen 
maybe one of the prettiest voices ever to sing in the rock and roll era. Right. Was so in awe and in love with the music of Randy Newman that he covered entire albums worth of Randy Newman's songs. Really? And it says here, Nielsen's... I'm just going to read it to you. Nielsen's gorgeous vocals bring out the maudlin and acerbic brilliance of Newman's lyrics. And by the way... Newman even played piano on the album. Is that still a tribute? Is that still a tribute album? That is. You think so? Yeah, it is. Terry Nielsen on Rock School. Milk truck hauls the sun up And the paper hits the door And the subway shakes my floor And I think about you Time to face the dawning gray Of another lonely day It's so hard living without you It's so hard It's so Something to get up for But I ain't about to Nothing's gonna happen Nothing's gonna change It's so hard living without you tell you about a couple more here that we probably won't play. Stone Free, a tribute to Jimi Hendrix, 1993. Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton. Uh, Clapton performs Hendrix's uh, Stone Free, which is why it's given that name. And you can hear other people doing Eric Clapton or uh, actually doing uh, Jimi Hendrix. Or you can go out and see just about any bar and people will be playing Hendrix there as That's well. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Stoned Immaculate, the music of the Doors. Bo Diddley is on there. By the way, John Lee Hooker apparently sang Roadhouse Blues with uh, with uh, Jim Morrison. It's an earlier recording, and that appears on it as well. Nice. Also, Creed is on there. Um, the song Peace Frog is covered by, oh, who's the guys that did Hey Now, You're an All-Star? Smash Mouth 
it's oh, it's covered by good Smash memory, Mouth good on memory. There, yeah. uh-huh. And the one I am going to play, Killer Queen, a tribute to Queen. Apparently, there's a bunch of them, and it's not just you know other singers with the other people. I mean, it's true bands putting it. Uh, the song "Sleeping on the Sidewalk" is done by Los Lobos. Under Pressure is done by Joss Stone. Lots of other stuff. And the one I liked, "Shine Down," did the uh, song "Tie Your Mother Down." Sounds like this on Rock School. Last break, and to wrap it all up, I ask you a simple question, Tammy Burns. Yes. As far as I could see, and I know there's more than this, but 192 tribute albums, and I'm sure, again, there are more than that, and I know some of you who like a band that has a tribute album, Joe, why didn't you play this? I got an hour, man. I got one hour, I dude. I got an hour. That's all I if can do. If we would shut up, you'd have more than an hour. But I ask you, Tammy Burns. Right. What band... Right now should have a tribute album. I said Rush earlier in the show. I right. think that's a good one. I don't doubt there's one out there already, but I think it should be done again. Yeah, the the one that I was thinking of, and and I I don't know if there's one out there or not. I'm sure there's probably many, but Journey, yeah. you know for sure. Journey, I'll buy right. that. Uh, yeah, I have some one. other people. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the Marshall Tucker Band, The Outlaws, Greengrass and High Tides Forever. Oh man, that song is is fantastic. Yeah, why don't you just throw Poco in there for the heck of it and have the hat trick? Oh, come on now. You don't like Poco? You don't you don't like my little uh outlaw music well, there? I'm of the opinion Triumph. Okay. The Canadian band. Yeah. They should have a tribute album done by just Canadian artists. I think that would be really fun. That's very cool. Because a lot of their stuff is really high energy and such. I think you'd get some good Canadian yeah. bands doing that Are kind of stuff. Are there that many Canadian artists that could do it? There's at least 10. Uh, besides uh, least Celine 10. Dion? The uh, Oh, can you hear Celine Dion singing Rock and Roll Machine? <laughs> Man, or, or, you know, Lay It on the Line. I mean, she sang ACDC in concert. There you go. Yeah, it was voted the worst cover ever. Oh. See? All right. Uh, the Art of McCartney. This was apparently a 10-year project that finally got released in 2014. Alice Cooper does Eleanor Rigby, and Roger Daltrey does Helter Skelter. You can imagine how that thing kicks. And the one we're going to play... I really like Joni, Joni Mitchell. Okay. I do. I just think she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And when you read about her technically, the fact that she had some injury to her hands and had to do everything in different keys, and now she uses this guitar with a, an electronic system where everything that comes out of the guitar is digital, and all she has to do is step on buttons to say, this is dad-gad tuning, this is drop D, this is all of that kind of stuff. Right. It's it's She's just 
brilliantly clever, mm-hmm. you know? And there is a tribute album to her called A Tribute to Joni Mitchell, 2007. It came out. James Taylor, Elvis Costello, and the one uh, that sings my absolute favorite Joni Mitchell song, Katie Lang. She sings, Help Me, I Think I'm Falling in Love Again. So there. I'm having a constant craving for this song. There you go. And that'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Search out your band. Do they have a tribute album? If not, make one yourself with a guitar in your phone. That's it. We're done. Class is dismissed. Like a sweet talking lady